Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Game Time Decisions begins now. I am Gable Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and I'm also on the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation Radio, throwing it down with the Raging Redhead Cam store. We've got a lot of stuff uh, to get to on this uh, Monday edition of Game Time Decisions. National Football League news, a lot of National Football League news over the weekend uh, that will break uh, down, of course, and down the stretch uh, they came <laughs> as uh, Bob Baffert um, remains the king of the sport of kings. Uh, right now as Baffert takes uh, the Division One and Division Two Arkansas Derby. The UFC is back. NASCAR a couple of weeks away uh, from being back. Baseball has a new day, a new plan. Yeah, uh, Cam, a lot of stuff to get to. What's going on? Hey, first of all, I think we got to give some gr- congratulations to uh, you and uh, legendary Lindsay. It's amazing we can't uh, actually do trifectas for Sims because we got Secretariat, as we call the Stone Cold Lock, with Seattle, too. Seattle slew and citation. One, two, three. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you know what? I, if, there, if there would have been a pick four, I would have won it if I would have been able to box it. Yeah. Um, Secretariat ended up closing at plus 104 uh, when it was all uh, said and done. And, you know, it was a lot of fun, the sim race. It was pretty it was. fast. Like, they just sort of, ah, here it is. And then, boom, it was over. <laughs> it's like, it starts, it's done. I'm like, really? Yeah, this- like, they, they was at 543, I think. And they started talking about it at, like, 540. It was like, oh, we got two, three minutes of it, and, you know, what's going to happen? They pick Secretariat and Citation. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was nice to have a um, an afternoon and evening of horse racing. And, you know, it was enjoyable, the, the Triple Crown simulation race. And it was nice to have uh, some races from Oakland on a Saturday night. You know, Charlatan ended up going off as a massive favorite, one to five. And very impressive run. Uh, by Charlatan. Um, we got lost in the shuffle there, but we cashed the second race after uh, camp. You know, when I, I like Nadal. I didn't want to get in front of a horse that was uh, three for three, now making four for four. Yeah, no, good pick by you, Gabe. Uh, I put him in exotics, but across the board, my horse got boxed in Farmington Road, and uh, uh, he was one of the one I like, a stone cold closer. But that just said, you said the most important thing off the top. Bob Baffert is basically sitting with pocket aces going into the Kentucky Derby. Charlatan's in the Kentucky Derby. Nadal's in the Kentucky Derby. And I can tell you this, kind of like we talk about with people, guys, listen to the program before. If you have your books, I saw Charlatan at plus 550 and Nadal at plus 675 on one of my books. You could have got before those raises. I can guarantee you one thing. One of those horses goes off at two to one. The other one might be even. They will be two out of the three favorites in the Kentucky Derby, and you might have got them at five, six to one. So shopping ahead sometimes is smart, Gabe, but you said it. I say it. Bob Baffert, he is the king, and he's got two of the favorites in the race, and we haven't even done the Saratoga meet yet. Unbelievable stuff for Baffert's barn. Yeah, Charlatan um, went went wire to wire. Yeah, he's a uh, money horse. From the rail as well. He just That's took awesome. off and, mm-hmm. and never looked back. Very difficult to do against horses of that uh, quality. And, you know, Nadal, it was funny because Jerry Bailey stated before the race that, you know, Charlatan was going to win for sure, but I'm not sure about uh, Nadal. And if you remember, that was our thought process originally, and I ended up changing my mind. I was like, you know what? I think Nadal is going to win. I don't want to, like, get in front of this horse. And Bailey even brought it up. He goes, Charlatan's smoking everybody all the time. He goes, Nadal has won three races, but he barely won two times. Mm-hmm. He said he kind of got lucky and, you know, something bad happened to the other horses, et cetera. 
But once again, he proved how good he is. And even though Charlatan like went wire to wire and blew everyone away, Cam, Nadal actually ran slightly faster. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing, too, because to your point, some horses, they can't take a fight. Charlatan hasn't been in a fight. He's basically right now, he's Nelson Muntz. He's the bully in the schoolyard. Ha ha, just beating you up. And who's going to step up to him? Is Bart going to throw some sand in his eye? What's going to happen? Because he hasn't been tested before. But Nadal took a punch a couple times. And you saw King Guillermo and a couple other horses down the stretch. He heard them coming. He's like, don't worry about it. I got this. So that's something to be very, very uh, aware of. You have to understand when a horse comes up and basically almost takes the lead on, can he take a punch? Can he react? And can he spread away? Nadal, he, he fits all the boxes right now world-class horse and hey what can i say gabe you know when you're wrong i tried to i tried to get too cute with dogs and that's what happens but uh, it was a great day of racing for sure well that's the thing you know you i wasn't really mad after the fact because look the uh the trifecta for the first race the arkansas derby division <laughs> one was charlton it only paid 13 bucks uh, exactly right <laughs> and so it paid 13 it's like god ah, it's not like i missed out on a big score here and it was kind of tricky to pick who was going to finish second and third. We liked Dan O'Dor. Um, he was sort of in the mix, yeah. uh, but not enough you know, to, to, uh, to put us in the money. Uh, but we ended up uh, walking away with a little bit of uh, money when it was all said and done. We got Nadal at uh, plus 120. The Secretariat bet was the one that upset me after. Me too. Like I was, I was mad after where I was thinking, I was like, man, this yeah. was almost like once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I, you had a chance to bet on Secretariat. Like, they made it nerve-wracking, right? I was like, yeah. wow, is he not going to win this thing? And then, boom, he came on down the stretch. But right after, and it closed it closed at plus 104. Yeah. So it was in the plus 100 range, plus 104 or so. But after the fat cab, that's one of those things you're like, man, should have loaded up on that one. I'm with you, Gabe. And you know, we've had Super Bowl. Sometimes you overextend yourselves a trip to Vegas yeah. where the money go. But I thought about it all day, too. Uh, Blessing texted me. He said one of his buddies put $1,000 on it, you know, and easiest $1,000. Like, yeah, it did get scary. Seattle slew, slew led in the race. But the bottom line is this. They weren't going to not let Secretariat win. And right before it went off, it was funny. On some of the books, you saw plus 105 became like minus 175. Like there was a lot of steam right before that weight went, race went off on my books. I pay attention to that stuff. So I was first thinking maybe citation because this line didn't move and Seattle Slew's line didn't move either. I was like, hmm. And then they gave me a little bit more on American Pharaoh. I'm like, he might finish top three, finish fifth, right? So it was very interesting to see the late steam. And uh, as you say, Gabe, steam burns. But in this case, uh, it, it, it paid the price. And you're right. Like we are never going to have a chance to have one of the best, if the, the best horse, in the history of racing, often even money in a simulation where we could have made like tons. But hey, I, I, I should have bet more on it too, buddy. <laughs> you know, and if you look back actually at history, and it's funny because on Saturday, Saturday afternoon or so, I started to buy into Seattle Slough. Mm. And I basically just thought, all right, out of all these horses, really, is Seattle Slough not going to be in the mix? I'm like, Slough's going to be in the mix here. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought back to the conversation that I had with Lindsay. Uh, regular, um, uh, regular from the Meadowlands Racetrack from Capper's Corner. Uh, we did a, a horse racing special on Renzi Unfiltered, the podcast last week. And the fact is, listen, everyone kind of knows Secretariat's the best horse, right? That he's the fastest horse. He ran the Derby the fastest. But what I don't think a lot of people do realize is the horse that ran the second fastest in history actually is Citation. Mm -hmm. And Citation was in what, like 1948? It's amazing to me just how fast those horses were in the 40s. 
I mean, you know, there was great horses in the late 30s, into the 40s. So citation in the history actually has the second fastest time. So it's not shocking that he was right there in the mix when it was all said and done. But they made people that uh, bet big on Secretariat sweat it out a little bit. I'll tell you that much. They did, Gabe. But another thing is, in the 40s, I don't think horses got, uh, I think there was less monkey business, even though it was still the sport of kings. Think about it. Uh, the synthetics and the things that are involved right now. Zig, zig, zig. What's happening in the barn? Is he getting a little shot here and there? But yeah, I got to believe in the 40s, the technology was a little bit lessened. But uh, yeah, you're right. Those horses back then, they're absolute legendary to do it without all the, all the monkey business that we see today. Hey, listen, it was it was nice just to have a sense of normalcy once again, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, you sort of forget about everything that's going on in the world for you a couple of it. hours. Like Great the same day. thing with the with the National Football League draft. It's just like, all right, you're just into the draft. What's who's taking who next? You're into, you know, you're into it. And same thing. I was just into the broadcast. You know, I watched the previous Kentucky Derbies. I put it on at about five o'clock, four thirty, whenever it started. So I watched all the previous Kentucky Derbies. They did their yep. thing. Mike Tirico, you know, spoke to Gary Stevens and to Bob Baffert, et cetera. So it was, it was a good broadcast of just horse racing. And then the actual races from Oakland on Saturday night uh, was nice. And instead of being depressed after, um, I thought, you know what? All right. We had this racing. Next, next Saturday night, we'll have some UFC. Yeah. Right? So it's almost now, you know, the events are starting. And they're going to start playing a Korean baseball, actually, uh, Ken. <laughs> Uh, this week, in the middle of the night, actually. A little, little, little Korean baseball action. Yeah, for all you uh, late owls like Morency, those uh, birds that don't go to sleep, you got, woo, woo, yeah, you got a little Korean baseball there. You said it, UFC, it's happening. You see other the other leagues, too. Soccer starting to talk about some stuff. It's slowly getting there. We talk on the show about NASCAR. They're not screwing around. Golf's in June. You're right, Gabe. I see a light at the end of the tunnel, and I don't know what it is in, in NYC. It's the nicest day of the year here right now over in the 20s, mid-20s. Kids are outside right now. Neighbors, they're still social distancing. Everyone's talking to each other. People had a bounce in their step. The hoses are out, cleaning the driveway. It was weird. It's almost like we had a congregation of neighbors today. It's like, hey, I haven't seen you in four months. How you doing type of thing. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, well, people people are getting impatient. And I think just yeah. because it's sunny out that somehow the, um, the, the virus is gone. Yeah, <laughs> no, the virus lives. Uh, it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> He's lingering. <laughs> yeah, it's not, but listen, yeah, patient, yeah. people's patience has started to run thin mm -hmm. uh, right now. But still, it still doesn't mean, and as far as like the leagues are concerned, um, we're going to talk NFL football with Mike Blue in a little bit later on. The NFL has a schedule set to come out on May 9th. Uh, mm -hmm. Yet, from what I understand, it's the regular schedule. Like, it's not yeah. any sort of, like, they haven't adjusted anything really, which is kind of pointless. I think the deal is they were supposed to release it then, so they're going to do it anyways. They're trying to stay on time, on on time and date, uh, you know, stay ahead of the stick, so to speak. Yep. Not fall behind. And uh, but it's eventually going to catch up to them. I know there was a tentative. They're talking about we already know about the mid-October potential start. Um, then there's there's talk about if they have to a 14 game or a 12 game uh, season because they don't want to wait forever uh, to start. But I'm pretty confident there will be. Uh, NFL football. We just don't know. We, you know, we just don't know when exactly it's going to kick off. But I don't know. I mean, it seems like you know, like you said, there's a there's definitely a push uh, right now. And there's imagine you look at the people's patience that how thin it is now, Cam. Imagine 
Like if you tell people there's no NFL football in September, like people are going to start oh, burning things down. Yeah, that, that's that's a great point. You bring up like right now, people are at the end of the ropes and we can't screw around. We've been this patient now. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? The recipe, we baked at 75%. Like, just don't worry. We will get to the table. We will eat. Don't, ru don't ruin it. Don't open up the oven. Just wait, wait, wait. But the thing is, yeah, people, they see the sun. They see that their kids want to get outside. But we can't afford, Gabe, to screw this thing up. We put too much work into it right now. And if you were going to go out there and do all this stuff, uh, you think sports is gone for a year? Let's talk a couple. So you got to think about the big picture. We're moving forward. People are smart. They're coming up with stuff. So, you know, let's stay positive. I agree with you. I had a great weekend. I watched uh, Oaklawn from race one there. I basically played ponies all day. It was a great day. It felt good again. And I, I'm with you. And uh, I think the NFL is going to go Hey, remember they've they've gotten to see the 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 season sketch out too, right? Like the Bills, who they play. I think they play Seattle this year. They're yeah. dealing with like the NFC West, so those matches are already there. We know who's playing who. They're just going to come up with a formulated schedule. The draft went out with went off without a hitch, and I got to believe. You know what? They do have to stay on sketch, and I think it's a good time to release it very very soon in about a week's time. Well, one thing with the National Football League, unlike the other leagues. It doesn't look like they they they're not down or they don't think they can pull off any quarantine. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. they, it's a non-starter for them. Basically, yeah. remember we thought, well, they could do it if they had to. I think they're realizing just yeah, we could do it, but it's going to cost a lot of money, and and it's near, next to impossible. It's next to impossible. The problem is though, the leagues, and we get back to it all the time, guys. The leagues, the television networks, the fans, we all want them to play a lot of these players aren't in a hurry to play right now in these mm -hmm. leagues mm -hmm. right and you know we know we know what's going on in germany right now they're trying to get the soccer league back uh, cam and guys are getting it like guys are getting it. we talked about the guy in juventus that's got it four times now right so there's you know the cologne soccer team three guys got it at once essentially so this is a problem what happens if half a team gets it you got to shut that team down and then yeah. what they got to forfeit the game Right, so like one, as you stated, once you do it, you want to be able to like be do it for real without like having issues and having to turn back. So as far as Major League Baseball uh, is concerned, and this is Major League Baseball's preferred plan. I like the quote they have: "Preferred, yeah, well, whatever." Well, what was the what was the other plan? It wasn't preferred. Well, <laughs> if you remember, they had one where they were like, "Oh yeah, we think uh, we think we can uh, start uh, May 1st. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, we, we're past no. May 1st, right? Yeah. We, they were going to get back to action May 1st. We, we, we laughed at that one. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I've said all along, listen, guys, August is what we're looking at here. Only because we're already in May right now. All these leagues would take weeks or a month or so to get ready anyways. And so, you know what, late July, August. Remember I told you I thought NBA kind of mid-August type thing, late August mm -hmm. uh, would come back. So Major League Baseball's new preferred plan, according to Mark uh, Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times, the preferred plan would be to uh, start play in late June or early July with as many teams as possible playing in their home parks, just at the Rays at Tropicana Field, uh, while uh, competing in the regular divisions with an abbreviated schedule of at least 80 games. The Arizona scenario in which all players and staff would essentially live and play in a colonized uh, bubble is much less likely now. So too is having all the teams play at spring training sites and competing in cactus and grapefruit leagues. I don't know why they don't do that. That's the best one. That's the best one. Like so, they already live there. They already have places that they're north, n n used to sleeping. You already have the parks. I don't understand why they think they can go to their home stadiums. Why not, Cam, just play in, in, in like the Florida and Arizona in 
in the the cactus and grapefruit league stadiums. Yeah, and you have to remember something. The new plan doesn't make a lot of sense when you're dealing with different various states. Some of the states are doing quite well right now. Even though numbers are stabilizing, New York and California, the way it's being handled, those are big states, huge epicenters with Los Angeles and NYC and everything else. Hell, Gabe, I've been watching Buffalo News. Their outbreak is awful right now. Like, Buffalo's taken a very, very uh, bad step backwards recently. They were doing well, and then all of a sudden, boom, it hit them hard. That's what you said. It's an invisible fighter. You don't know when it's going to come up and get you. And I agree. They already have the facilities there. They'd be able to spread it around, and it makes more sense. I don't think having these players in the home stadiums makes sense for everybody. Some teams can do it, but a lot of them can't. I agree with you. The Cactus League scenario was good with the with the divisions all split up. Three and three in the three in the American League, three in the National League, six total. Geographically it worked. I didn't I thought that was their best play. It may it makes the most sense because geographically you don't have to travel this way. So you yes. eliminate this. You you don't have to put the players in a bubble, so to speak, but you just tell them don't go out, right? You know what I mean? You go back to your room to like state show. Um and you, you raise a good point. This is the thing, that if you start in different stadiums, okay, you don't know where suddenly there's going to be a problem down the road. Correct. It's right? Invisible. It'll be like, yep. oh, you know what? We can't go and play at Shea Stadium. We can't go to Yankee Stadium. Well, where are you going to play? And, and you know, what? you got to forfeit the games. And you can't, like, have an imbalanced schedule where, oh, the Detroit Tigers are out now. You know what I mean? They were yeah. in, but no, no, we can't go there anymore this weekend. It's not happening because of this. And, you can't just make the schedule up on the fly uh, all the time. Like, it's sort of, to me, it would mitigate the issues by being in Arizona and Florida. I, I don't know. That was the best idea yeah. that they've had all along. That was the best idea they've had. You're right. Uh, you know, we're wrapping up pretty soon. But then you don't have to also, uh, you know, disinfect all those stadiums. You have the core stadiums there. You could take care of business there. Actually, it makes no sense to do it any other way. No, I, it really doesn't. I, You know, it's, it's funny because... There's been a lot of crazy ideas thrown out there by leagues, and a lot of them have been unrealistic. Out of everything, this was one of the better ones. Damn right. You know, the cactus, the cactus in the Grapefruit League, and they basically just keep, guys, the, the spring training um, leagues together. So, yeah, it's, it's unorthodox, but so what? People just want baseball. You already have the stadiums in. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabe Morenzi. I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Tan. Stuart Mike Bloom will step up in a little bit later on. SB Nation uh, Radio, weekdays at 6. You can catch us right here following Scotty Farrell, who goes coast to coast, 4 to 6. Um, all right, uh, we're talking about Major League Baseball, and, you know, now they want to play as many games as possible in their, in their home stadiums, which is just dumb. Like, it, it is. It's, it's a dumb story. It's a waste of time. Because I'll tell you right now, they're not playing baseball at Yankee Stadium you know, so, six weeks from now. Like, so I, just, I don't see yeah, like like, how they think they're going to want. Why, you guys, why do you even want players driving I know. into these stadiums? I, I, honest to God, like, if I was the editor of the paper, I wouldn't even let that story go to press. 32 stadiums, you're talking about Shea, you're talking about Yankee Stadium, you're talking about other ones in those hubs. 
uh, with the Dodgers, Chavez Ravine and all the other things. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Say there's a problem there too. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. You have to worry about that many facilities, that many teams. It becomes a train wreck. The goal of the of containing a pandemic is to get many people close and possible in distances where we can get things done, play a, play a couple games and reduce travel, reduce using all these other stadiums. Three is enough. You, if you wanted to have it in Texas, you wanted to have it in Arizona, but the spring training idea yeah. was fantastic. And now you're telling me you're going to open up the United States with all these stadiums. That's just stupid. It's uh, it's actually not even just dumb. It's just, uh, I don't even know the word for it, Gabe. It's dangerous. And uh, the, the foresight into this is they obviously haven't thought about it through. I think they're starting to panic a little bit too, but they did have a good idea. I think that's the one that they have to keep to. They're, just, they're in denial, I think. Yeah. It seems like nobody's on the same page. It's all, it's like real life right now. It's yeah. like the task force. Like no one's really ever on the same page uh, at all. In which, you know, here's here's uh, Rays manager Kevin Cash. I'm more optimistic today than I was 10 days ago. It sounds like there's enough thought from so many different corners, players, owners, league officials, and the industry as a whole is really trying to put their heads together and make something come together. It's like no, there isn't. Mm-hmm. Like just because you guys talk about something doesn't mean you're putting good <laughs> thought into it. Like, don't, like, you know, there's a saying, don't, um, don't confuse activity for achievement. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The guy, you guys true. are active, but what, what are you achieving here? So, like, what, what thought have you guys put in this? Well, geez, we like to play in our home stadiums and get as many games as possible. That's your thought? Like, what? So, what? Everything magically is okay. And as you stated, we're talking about, you know, you throw in, you have the Dodgers and there's a few teams in various cities, the same cities, Chicago, New York, et cetera. But mm-hmm. you're talking about like 26, 27 different cities, uh, yeah. whatever it is. Say so what, you really think you're going to be able to travel in and out this this often? Like football, you can pull it off. It's once a week. Once a week, exactly. You're getting on one plane, you're flying, you're coming back. You really, you really, you guys really just think magically in July, your major league baseball teams are getting on planes and flying around? Uh-huh. And I'll what tell you, because there's no fans, that the virus won't be in the <laughs> air and just around. Like, uh, it's just uh, <laughs> so incredibly stupid, their idea. It is. Here's another thing, too. Okay, so you're going to do it that way. What are you going to do? Play doubleheaders every day because of the time frame, too? You don't think after a while the, the, the players might get a little bit tired? Like, I, I just, um, I, I well, just think it's stupid. They're talking about two, 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 uh, two doubleheaders a week. That's okay. And um, there was talk about making a doubleheader seven inning games. Yeah, I bet, uh, yeah, baseball purists, yeah. seven innings of care, care, comparison. I know that advantages Yankees. If you got a great bullpen, you turn it, you turn it into like a four inning game. Hey man, here's my starter. Ding, ding, ding. You're done. Like every team that has a good back end would love a seven inning game. Just I don't think makes them more dangerous. I don't think they'll do it. I think there'll be a little bit of pushback, but I think like even moving forward, it's something that they would look at. You know, and you talk about purism. They've already that that's left a long time ago, bro. I mean, you, you imagine telling like Sparky Anderson, yeah, yeah, no, your pitcher has to stay in for three hitters now. <laughs> hey, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like they're gonna eventually have a pitch clock for real. They're yeah. eventually baseball is lagging. It is. Like if you look at the um, you look at the big, you know, the big pitcher in the future and stuff. They're they don't sell like you know they're they're not popular with um, with the demographic that bodes well for the future for them. 
Like baseball yes. fans are old cat. You know what I mean? Oh, I oh I understand that. And also, even but from our perspective, some people bring their kids to the game. I'm not saying yeah, there's no, no kids. No, but no, it's nice. It's nice to still keep the tradition. But I will look at it this there way: are a strong too. three behind NBA and NFL. Yeah, and NFL yes. and NBA. Yeah. And how other sports, like we work for Sports Grid, and this is us. We're we're gambling at fantasy. Baseball's probably been the least to embrace changes in the sports as well. Football understands who butters their bread. The NBA understands it too. Daily fantasy, sports, FanDuel, DraftKings, and the such. Hockey, Will Hill. Let's have bets during the periods of the games. Baseball's can kind of like, eh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? They don't really, you said it. They're kind of like in Pleasantville, the movie. They like it their old way. Apple pie, you know, no crime. Like, they kind yeah, of got to move in bring. with the times. Yeah, well, look, you, know? you look at DFS, it's a good point. You look at DFS, People that have never really played NASCAR DFS will play it. They'll yes. be, oh, you know, NASCAR, oh, that's, that was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, let, let me do it again. That, that was pretty cool. People, you know, NBA, people, I'm not a massive NBA fan, but I'll roll the dice on this. Same thing with NFL. Everyone likes NFL. You'll notice casual people don't play it, baseball. Like the casual yeah. guy isn't going to put together a DFS lineup because he looks at it and it's like, oh, my God. It's going to take me four hours to put this lineup together. I don't know. There's like, and another thing is a lot of like modern people, they never heard like of any of these players, right? Like half more, I don't know. I think like half the league right now is from Latin America, right? So there's a lot of players that they, people don't know. We talked about it. Like Derek Jeter is still, Derek Jeter is still um, like the most recognizable baseball name amongst mm -hmm. like the average person. Which is a problem when you consider the guys and played for a while, right? You're absolutely so, correct. You're, like you're they correct don't market themselves. No one knows no, who Mike don't. Trout is, right? It's a great point you bring up about DFS too. Like when you look at other sports, like when we play game, you, we could do a millionaire li lineup, like you're buying the lottery ticket and you have the slate. Hockey, you have the slate. Baseball, they have the 12 noon slates with these games go off, the 3.35, 4 o'clock, the 7 o'clock. Also, the way it's broken down, too. It's very different than the other sports. There's a lot more thinking. You're right. It takes more time to put it together. Basically, people who love math and have a lot of time to kill with kids, and it's like, hey, honey, I got five, six hours. Let's play the baseball. Well, what you do right? is but you sign up yeah. for Daily Roto. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. that's what that's, you do. Daily Roto, Daily Roto will help you when you have baseball problems. Yeah, you save, save yourself a lot of time and grief. You sign <laughs> yes, up for Daily Roto yes. and let them put the line together for you. Well, listen, even even betting on baseball, betting on baseball today is time consuming as well. But yes, as betters, we're used to that, right? And you know, you look at baseball, man. It takes hours to go through the card, you know, to go through yeah. everything to get all the stats. You know, if you really want to get your information and your data right. And if you're betting and playing DFS, it's a whole it's a whole afternoon. It really yeah. is. Like, and that's what that's what makes NFL football so popular. We talked about like the once a week thing. People don't have to work at it every day, Cam, right? They can yeah. do a little research during the week and they just place their, you know, put their lineup in. Baseball. And dude, you see in baseball, you put your lineup together and there's like three guys aren't even in the lineup every night. You're like, oh boy, I gotta take them out. I gotta, I gotta replace right. this guy. Right. Like Rain delay. <laughs> hey, rain delay. Where's oh. my pitcher in? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, there's a lot of problems. I, I miss, it's funny. I miss fantasy sports, actually, too. I do, too. I, I miss, do too. you know, I miss betting, you know, daily and stuff on these games. And I miss the actual games and stuff. But I do miss playing a little, some DFS uh, action, especially with being the playoffs right now. Yeah. Um, the NBA playoffs will be rolling along. Uh, but listen, man, all we can do is deal with what we've got. And what we do have now, we've got the UFC coming up. But we'll get into the UFC in a couple of minutes. What we have is uh, we said we've got some NFL news. So Andy Dalton finally um, 
the Dalton saga comes to uh, comes to an end, and uh, he signs with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, nobody uh, saw we this were- coming once again. And- no. You know, once again, and not to throw people in the media under the bus because we're in the media and I'm not right all the time, but I always say this. Players never sign with teams that you think they are. Like, whenever you hear, oh, you know, they're talking to him, you know, oh, Andy Dalton and the Jags, oh, it's pretty much a done deal. Well, he's with the Cowboys now, right? Like, it doesn't mean, like, oftentimes when the media talks about a player being traded or signed, It'll happen, but it's not with the team that everybody thinks. And look, the Cowboys came way out of uh, no one. No one brought up the Cowboys for Andy Dalton. You're absolutely correct. We went through the Andy Dalton board, and we said, "Hey, he might not go to either the Patriots." Man, that was wrong. Jaguars. We saw the lines move. We're like, "Man, you know." And that's the thing, Gabe. Exactly what you said. I don't. That's why the thing is, you got to take these reports with a grain of salt. And I'm actually really surprised. You know, it's. Uh, I understand, but this is classic Jerry Jones, though. You talk about a team with a situation where he's basically held up players before the Ezekiel Elliott situation. Uh, it's almost to me like if there's no drama, this guy's not living. It's almost like everything you you need <laughs> yeah. to do in life. Like having a normal day where you go have a bacon and egg breakfast with your wife and go for a walk. That's not good enough. I need something bad to happen. I need. But this somebody was a good signing, in my opinion. No, I, I have no problem with the signing. I have a problem, though. You've created a monster now. Even though Dalton will be a backup, the Dak Prescott deal, working on the franchise tag and all this other stuff, this is the problem, Gabe. You give an impression, like we talk about with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, that the Dak Prescott, well, you know, you're all right. You don't win the big game. We bring in Andy Dalton. He went to TCU, you know, big, solid veteran there. It gives the message, and this is the problem with the Cowboys, they always keep their players on edge because it almost seems like, yeah, we'll just go in a different direction. And Jerry likes to play games with his players, and that's not good for business, in my opinion. No, that's a good point. And he does like to game, uh, play games. And I don't know if he likes to play games, if, if he's doing it deliberately to mess with players, I, if he does it for the attention, he thinks it's good that people talk about his organization almost, you know what I mean? He's like, well, people are talking about us, right? And it keeps our name out there. And sort of wink, wink, oh, I'll give him the money in the end anyways. Don't worry about it. And it usually plays out like that. Um, but Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton can play. I know like, he did. He didn't just sign like this scrub guy. So now suddenly, you know, you, it's, to me, you did just send a message to Dak Prescott. Yeah, you he did. brought in Andy Dalton. And listen, so, you know, Des Bryant, you know, at first I was thinking, Des, like, you know, what do you, you know, stop talking all the time. You're not even on the team, Des. Yeah. I know. Um, but. Des Bryant tweeted, but he has a point. He goes, nothing against Andy Dalton because I think he's a great player, but the Cowboys are extremely out of line. Pay Dak. I watched the Cowboys pay Tony twice, once, without uh, w- without a winning record. I guess the Cowboys view in the quarterback position as a plug-in uh, uh, piece because of the dominant uh, offense. Um, Des Bryant, I was told a lot of things uh, before uh, that ended up false. Dalton's been a starter his uh, damn near his whole uh, career. When people say, oh, Flashpoint, uh, Dalton's not a threat to Dak Prescott. Des Bryant saying he is. Yes, and he, it's hard to say with, you're not, and especially the type of guy, Cam, like you said. Yes, sir, Mr. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Jones. You know, Andy yeah, Dalton's going to come in here. Yeah, yeah. And it's like <laughs> Dak Prescott's not under contract suddenly. It's like yeah, a message which just sent pretty much. Hey, Dak, hey, we'll go with Andy Dalton. We like him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the thing. Andy Dalton will come in. Gee, golly shucks, I'm listening. And he's, yeah, he's been there before. Let's remember one thing, what Cincinnati did to him, right? They put in uh, uh, Jeff Driscoll. 
They put in Jeff Driscoll ahead of it. I remember, oh, Andy Dalton, he's at the tail end or whatever. And you know what? He dealt with it. He wasn't happy about it. He told his agent, I'm eventually out of Cincinnati. But he could have made a way bigger stink. Because that team, Gabe, they were going nowhere anyway. They could have played Dalton, whatever. But, oh, but let's take a look at our younger... perfect spot for him. I mean, yes, if you're Dalton, you're yes. anywhere else. Yes. But if you remember, yes. I called, if you remember, I called Dalton going back to Dallas to play in the XFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not for the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, I said, I said he was going to go to Dallas, but I said XFL. I said, yeah, he'll probably end up on that Dallas team in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, he'll be living there. Like, but I didn't think that Dallas team would be the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, uh, so it's $3 million, dollars, yeah. it could it's be up to seven. Gabe, you're right, though. The thing is, look at the intangibles. Andy Dalton comes into a winning situation. He's finally out of Cincinnati. Uh, he could work for the job. They don't have Dak Prescott under contract. They have a great offensive line. He got murdered. He's not as mobile as he once been. But if you give Andy Dalton time, and they picked up C.D. Lamb, Things get very, very interesting. What is Dak Prescott's problem? Accuracy a lot of the time. Missing receivers open. I remember him and Michael Gallup, how many times they were not on the same page when Gallup made a move and was breaking well, six yards fast. Dak does he, not throw a good deep ball, and now the Cowboys have all this speed. It's true. And Andy Dalton can. He can. Even though he's an old guy, he can get it there, right? So we have an... See, that's the thing. Now are you dividing the room? Hey, maybe Dalton's the guy. Maybe Dak's the guy. It's just very interesting. More drama and big D. Yeah, you know, but honestly, and, you know, I look forward to Kurtz's take on this, actually. We'll get Kurtz on uh, this week to talk about this. He brought it up, and it was a good point uh, from Kurtz, about this year, almost probably more than ever, not that you don't need a backup quarterback every year, but that you need backups at every position for real now, man. All right? You need depth, but especially in this, in this situation that we're in. Let's say Dak Prescott got coronavirus. And then yeah. he's gone for 14 days, right? But that's what I'm saying. So the season's still playing. The Dallas Cowboys can't say, well, excuse me, guys, can you postpone our game? Because Dak Prescott's sick right now. He'll be okay, but he's got to be, he's gone for 17 days now or 21 days. Yeah. No, you better have someone that can come in and step up. And it's funny because we talked a lot about this team recently, actually. And I've been, I've always wondered about it, actually. The Cowboys have never really had a competent backup quarterback. I can think back to pretty much John Kitna. Remember when yeah, Kitna, Kitna was there? He was all right. Yes, Kitna. Yeah, yeah, you're right though. Like Cooper Rush. Like they've they've been making a joke of the a mockery of the backup quarterback position for years. And there's no denying it. You're right. John Kitna was actually their best backup that could actually play football. Oh, they could go in there and guys like Texas yeah, like and Prairie View guys and like just like just rolling the dice and not even caring. And even more wasn't any good. He yeah, no, Whatever. I no, agree. He, he wasn't going to be a good backup. So, to me, the Dallas Cowboys, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. And to be yeah. honest, a lot of people were pushing uh, this for Buffalo. And I'm glad because I don't want the distraction and stuff like that with him and Allen there. Because that's the problem. Andy Dalton's good enough not just to be standing there holding a clipboard. The thing is, fans won't really be calling for him. Oh, we want Dalton, yeah, we want Dalton, exactly. right? But once he gets a chance, he could be okay. But listen, if you're Andy Dalton, you're moving back home. You're on the Dallas freaking Cowboys now. Yeah, he's and, happy. You know, you're getting you know three to seven million dollars to move back home. This is your new career, sort of kick around now as those one-year deals uh, come into place. Yeah, he's one ginger that's winning, Gabe. Not me. Big Ginger, back in Big D, he's happy. You said it. Good money back at home seems like a good deal. Like, Dalton must be smiling, like, ear to ear right now. He's like, thank God. Cincinnati's got their guy. He gets to go back to Texas, win. Yeah, and Cincinnati, yeah, yeah he's not going to have to worry about them going 1-15 again. 
exactly. uh, which, they, which they probably could actually. Like that's the whole thing. Like I don't you're only gonna see what Joe Burrow brings to the table, but I don't think he's just gonna light up the national football league. He's gonna struggle at first. The Bengals are gonna struggle. All right, we'll talk more NFL football. Get on the great SB Nation radio game time and continues. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Brunchy throwing it down with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, SB Nation Radio. You can catch us weekdays at 6 uh, right here on SB Nation uh, Radio following Scotty Farrell who goes coast to coast. We can't wait until uh, there's games going coast to coast. Uh, we were talking about Major League Baseball uh, earlier and uh, baseball for one reason or another now <laughs> believes uh, that I don't know. I guess, hey, look, it's sunny out. Why don't we just play? Preferably, <laughs> we'll play in the stadiums. Yeah, preferably. Well, preferably, I'd have $6 million uh, in my bank account right now. I don't. Um, yeah. So That's the best baseball, like nine plans. The preferred plan. Well, the preferred plan. <laughs> so it sounds like my phone provider, the preferred plan. Like, what do I get? Tom your preferred plan, Cam, <laughs> is to sell your house for $2.2 million. Yes, that's my preferred plan. I might get six, as is. <laughs> 100000 it's not bad, actually. We'll see. That's a that's a, that, that's a, that's a good number. As is, as is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, you know, so you look at um, you look at Major League Baseball, and there's definitely a push. We talk about the political pressure. It seems like, as far as politics is concerned, like you notice, like Trump and uh, Mitch McConnell, they're not calling. Gary Bettman saying, you got to start playing, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, Gary, good luck with that. If you guys play, it's, it's yeah. good. You know what I mean? Like, but like the NFL and baseball, like baseball really isn't America's pastime anymore. And football is the most popular sport in America, right? Um, it's sort of, it's funny, like hockey, like people think uh, like Canada, what's the, the national sport? Lacrosse. Yeah, lacrosse. Canada's not even that good at lacrosse either. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, the native uh, the native uh, reserve uh, teams are very, very strong. But you're right, Gabe. Yes, it, it could be better for your national uh, well, game. It's like the it national pastimes. Not like you know what I mean. I never yeah. played lacrosse. Yeah. You know oh, I, 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 oh, I did. It's very, very vicious game. Very tough. Uh, the oh, worst yeah, is yeah. the worst thing about lacrosse is you hang in front of the net like hockey, and you got a 150 mile an hour Indian rubber ball hit you square in the gut and you got a grapefruit in your stomach. You look like nah. you're pregnant. No, I learned the hard way. I'm like, like oh, uh, I better yeah, yeah. not stand in front. <laughs> what an funny. idiot. I, I was a hockey bleeding. bully. I didn't fear the puck. You know, I, I was fine with it and stuff. Yeah. Um, soccer goalie. No I was a soccer goalie. Yeah, whatever. Soccer goalie, actually, you'd be surprised, Cam. Like, uh, you figure out, ah, it's no big deal. Yeah, Some of these Italian can. kids can kick the ball, man. I told you, we, we played, oh. uh, we made it to the championship. We beat like a bunch of crappy high schools, and then we finally we had to play like we had to go to like the Italian district. Uh, it didn't end well. Like we lost oh. like eleven nothing or something. <laughs> like literally, and I was the goalie. Yeah. Like I, I basically walked off. Like at the end, I didn't go. I didn't take the ride back on the bus with the team because they left me to drive. Yeah, yeah, they hung you out. See you, game. Oh, See you next yeah, I year. I remember. Remember, I was a kid. I was all decked. I was covered in mud and stuff. It was raining. Uh, and it wasn't like fun. Like you figure out how much fun is that? You were playing soccer in the rain. No, it wasn't oh. fun at all, Cam. No, it was cold, fun. windy. 
I was the goalie, and they were scoring like every three minutes. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't stop it, bro. There was like yeah. two on O's and stuff. But I can tell you, I took a wet soccer ball off the head, bro. It wasn't fun. <laughs> I remember once we were playing, uh, we were playing soccer too, and uh, it was hailing. And the ref, like back in the day, they didn't stop unless there was like thunder and lightning, and like oh, where yeah. the kids could get electric. I came off like we were all bleeding, like our legs were cut up with ice and stuff. It was like, what the hell's going on here? Our arms all shredded. It's like, yeah, don't worry, kids. You got oranges at halftime. I'm like, hey, oranges. Thanks. Uh, anyway, you're right. You're right about soccer, man. It's, uh, it's peaches, peaches for free. It's for me. Yeah, the, um, Orange slices in the big Tupperware bin. Yeah, so, so Major League, uh, Major League Baseball, talking about prefer- preferably, yeah, yeah pre- preferably. Uh, and you know, we talked about the soccer leagues. The soccer leagues, you know, they're trying to come back right now. Players are still getting the virus. It's the whole thing. Like, just because it's sunny out. Like, we're, we're in this new mode, and I see our boy Camera 2 Drew. And shout out to Camera 2 Drew on Twitter uh, <laughs> right now. As uh, Drew just uh, tweeted moments ago, he goes, I guess since it's nice out, social distancing doesn't, doesn't uh, apply <laughs> Exactly. Right? So it's funny that we're just in, the, in this land. But you and I talked about it. I really I don't understand why they don't go with the Florida-Arizona idea. I really don't. Florida's open for business. You don't have any problems there. The governor will be happy. Major League Baseball players, even then, they can't they can't complain. You know what I mean? Like if I, you know, I like I get it. I get Mike Trout and Clayton Kershaw. You guys got hot wives and you know, you're hundreds yep. of millions of dollars. You're not going and living in quarantine. I get it. But you can't complain about oh yeah, honey, we have to move to where we go for spring training every year. We're going to live there for four months yeah. and just stay by the pool, stay home. And it makes perfect sense. Like this 80, this this schedule about playing in stadiums, you're making your life harder. Like the NFL can pull this off because that's in October. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no baseball. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. No, I don't know what they're thinking either. But I, it's so more of a risk. Yeah, I just want to say so as far as where it's political pressure, bro. It's political pressure. Like symbolically, baseball is represents America. You know what I mean? Especially this time of the year. Like, look at this time of year. We're in May. This is it. All the July type things. Yeah, barbecue, baseball. baseball. Yes, hot dogs, barbecue, baseball, fireworks. Yes, it's it's Americana. Like, you can't have like this time of year without baseball. Is in November, Mm. right? If there's no sports, if there's only UFC and NASCAR and stuff, it that means that we're not open for real. Yeah. If there's baseball, there's hope. It's it makes people watch TV without watching the news and getting depressed and getting angry and blaming people, and then football coming back. Hey, look, that's right? everything. Like, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. So politically, they're not putting pressure on the NBA. Mitch McConnell's not calling Adam Silver. Oh, you guys got to go to Orlando and play the NBA playoffs. Well, I'll tell you something, and we but went over this again. They're getting calls to Rob Manfred. Manfred's yes, getting calls. Yeah, yeah Manfred. You could tell, like. It's very easy to figure out, too. If baseball comes with a plan every day, every day we're doing the damn show, that means pressure. This plan. Now, Matt, let's do another. Throw something else at the wall. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. Stadiums, our own. Man, maybe. But that's the thing, Gabe. Look at baseball. Every time we do the show, baseball basically is on plan number 13 right now, where the last time we had a nice discussion about the NBA, we both agreed with the Orlando bubble idea. Perfect. Disney community, you have the park. You got the places. Perfect. So baseball, basically, they're telling you we don't really have a plan right now. We don't know what the hell we're doing. And hopefully, if we just keep on throwing these out there, one of them will work. 
Yeah, but I don't understand like their their logic in this. Yeah. And it's a dumb story. Like I said, I just this, this latest report. Oh, preferably they're going to play in their home stadium. Like, yeah, preferably the UFC wouldn't hold three cards in the same arena in, in an empty arena in Jacksonville, but they are. Exactly. Like yeah. at least like and even Dana White, who is like really like in you know. He, he doesn't open care about this up. thing at all. He wants it open. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even he <laughs> even he realizes, yeah, I can only do this in a few places. Yeah. Like NASCAR. Like that's what I'm saying. Like baseball, deal like you know, you've you've got the cards on the table. And one card says Arizona, another card says Florida. They're good cards. I agree. Those with are you. your cards. Your card doesn't say Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Like I don't see a card that says Yankee Stadium. I don't see a card that says Shea Stadium. <laughs> You're right. You're How are they playing in Toronto? What? Toronto's this. How are they going to play in Toronto? You're going to fly through? Like, you know, Toronto's yeah, not even open until the end of June. Like, it's just, and Toronto is like, Canada's a little slower to reopen. They're more cautious about it. So I'm just stating, like, the traveling is just a non star I don't even know why they want to do this. Like, yeah. why would you guys want to fly around the country all the time in this? Yeah, no, it's, uh, to me, it's baffling. Gabe. It's, and good point by you. It's actually interesting. Just looking at the regional politics for for where I am in Canada, yeah, they're not screwing around. Like everybody, people are giving Ford a lot of pressure right now, and I got to hand it to the guy. Like he's made a lot of crazy things. Like, hey man, let's do buck a beer, but he's not budging on this. He's like, listen, morons, we've gone this far right now. You think we're just going to open up every barber well, yeah. that that? He's like, screw you. And they were talking about the baseball and the hockey. You know, American teams. He's like, put the brakes on, man. Let's get some better numbers. For the next month or two, we'll we'll, we'll go reconvene. You're exactly and right. Stuff out. And on. he's a conservative and a big yeah. time conservative. Yes, yes. And, and even he's like, guys, what's the point if we open everything? All the gains that we made, it's going to come back, exactly. right? And also, it's interesting. I was reading. I don't know if it was the Montreal Gazette or or so, but same thing. It was you know it might have been TSN uh, .c or whatever, but somebody placed a call actually to the the customs and, and basically the government about it. Yeah. And it was like, even off the record, is there exceptions for um, like, basically right now, if Kyle Lowry wanted to come back to Toronto and go practice at the Toronto Raptor practice facility, can he do it? No, no. They told him no. Like they actually made a call. Like, listen, can the NBA guys come? You know, don't tell anyone this sort of, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. the border is closed. Unless you're a citizen, on both sides, U.S. or Canada, you got to be a citizen or an essential worker. So essentially, mm -hmm. like you know, basically you're a nurse. You're going to help, like in Healthcare New York, worker. you're going to Toronto. Doctors. Yes, you're a truck driver delivering goods that's needed right now. You know what I mean? Kyle Lowry needing to work out at the practice facility is not essential. I agree. Right? So they it's said not. no. But you remember, and it was the same thing, Ken. We laughed at it. We said, oh, yeah, I remember at the NBA, oh, the players can now go practice at their facility starting May 1st. I said, yeah, that's good for the Atlanta Hawks in, in, in Georgia. Who else? Like, they're yeah. not even, like, it was just so stupid. Like, how these, like, I don't know. Like, between the doctors, the politicians, the commissioners, seems like the only smart people are, like, the actual athletes now. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. Like the no, players you are the only one that asks, like, the bigger question. Can we do this? Is that yeah, safe? So, how am I going to so, get there? They have legit, legitimate questions. So what teams uh, that you're right? Atlanta Hawks, Orlando, Orlando. Magic, Miami Heat, maybe yeah. Texas, Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks aren't even playing anymore. They're not even in the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. so in other words, so it's an unfair advantage right now for the Miami Heat and the Orlando Magic. Yes, it they, is. They could be at the gym right now, technically, right? 
But yeah. they can and it can. If I don't know, the, the NBA hasn't been deemed an essential service like the WWE. <laughs> was there? We must have wrestling. We must. <laughs> we must. So look, NASCAR, they did the same thing in North Carolina, um, in which they stated it's essential. Like we need it. It's it's happening. Um, we were talking with Steve Merrill about this. It's going to be interesting, uh, Ken. Like put it this way, like NASCAR, NASCAR is going to do what the UFC is doing. Like NASCAR is going to have like three races at the same track in a week. Like they're yeah. not going to go like from one place Saturday. Like it's a lot of trucks, like a rock show. It's like Slipknot times a hundred. All the you know rigs what, with the cars. That's a bro it's a brilliant idea because I understand. Here's the thing, people. Sure, we'd like to see different tracks. Sure, you'd like to see. We talked about a cookie cutter versus this type of track, whatever. But when push comes to shove, wouldn't you just rather have damn sports? Wouldn't yeah. you rather have the same thing? So sometimes you just got to think. I like the scenario, Gabe. You're right. You do it. You bang it off at the same one. You don't have to worry. And know what? They'll learn, too, the first time. Hey, this is what was good. This, is, And you have the same parameters that you could go over again. Kind of like an algorithm, right? You know, first time, it's like we throw all the information in okay first time was great and we're at the same place with the same people and the same crew makes total sense to me you know steve merrill who's a great nascar capper he is uh you know you're a lifelong virginian right he grew up in virginia so uh, you, know, you grew up in virginia you know nascar mm -hmm. and um he's very excited about this actually in which he was stating for for betting purposes basically look you know nascar and golf betting and cam's a big golf uh, better and i bet more nascar and very similar, we always talk about it, Cam, right? Same type of odds, you know, uh, you're getting value at eight to one, six to one. Yep. The only thing is NASCAR, the same guys generally do win. There's like, there's a That's pocket true. of about five or six guys. The golf, golf is sort you of get more way bad. more underdogs. You can have yeah. 100 to one and 80 to one. Yeah, it doesn't happen in NASCAR. But there's similarities as we talk about. You know, you and I talk about horse racing, you know, the horse for the course, so to speak. Uh, golfers. Certain golfers, certain certain grass, certain directions. Yep. It plays better for a left-hander. It plays well a short game, right? We we see this. Certain golfers are better. It's the exact same thing, Cam, um, for 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 NASCAR drivers. It just is. Like some guys are better on a cookie cutter. Some guys are better short track guys. You know what I mean? They're not all robots. They're going to be better or worse at some things. And we talk about a lot of these tracks that they're going to be running on. We call them the cookie cutter tracks, yep. which and it's really the better car. Right, because you know you're going around and around like the short stuff. You got to maneuver, right? The road racing, it's like, oh, you actually got to turn right sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know I mean? It's like you know, there's yeah. like you're actually driving these like cookie cutter races. It's just a war of attrition. Who's got the better car? Who's got the better like you know strategy? Who's got the better luck? But from a betting perspective, Ken, you get the data. So imagine like you got to bet a golf course. Imagine if they played like uh, the three times in a row on the same golf course. You'd start to get a handle on it, wouldn't you? Be like, all right, this yeah, guy, right. you, you know what I mean? So, from a betting perspective, we're going to have a lot of data on our, on our hands here. Excellent point, right? Yeah, that's the thing. You throw it in the supercomputer, this guy, first, second, fifth, like you go, oh man, he's just basically money for a top five or top 10. Now, it's kind of like the Masters, Gabe. Why did Mike Weir win the Masters? It's a left-hander's paradise. If you're left-handed, you can cut the ball. You go you go right to left on a lot of those holes. The dog legs are right to left. Very easy for a left-hander to get around Augusta. And they say it's hard when you shoot the ball the other way. For left-to-righters, it's very, very difficult. So left-handers felt comfortable there. I'm with you. I gr agree with the NASCAR, too. And on these tracks, like, we should be able to nail some winners then with all that information there if they're going to the same place. Uh, we got a lot of racing, guys. So get this. So uh, Sunday... Sunday, Sunday, NASCAR. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Live from Darlington. 3.30 <laughs> Eastern.
So it's it's coming, guys. A couple right, of weeks. It's day. coming. Perfect. So yep. Sunday, May 17th, 3.30 Eastern. NASCAR is back. 400 miles of racing from Darlington, South Carolina. And then on Tuesday night, it's the Xfinity Series. Don't forget about the Xfinity Series. Um, and the drivers, there's going to be a lot of good drivers in this because they're going to want the money. They're going to want the, the they're going to want the data on the track. They're going to want the track time. So we have racing, and you can bet on Xfinity as well. So you have racing on Sunday, May 17th, Cup Series. Tuesday, May 19th, Xfinity Series. Wednesday, May 20th, Cup Series. It sounds Sun like, uh, what is this, uh, every day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, basically, so we got, we got races Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday. Four races in seven days. That's a lot of room. room. And yeah, three of them are NASCAR races. One of them is the Xfinity Series, Cup Series. But um, the, the first one up is 400 miles. Uh, and then on Wednesday, they're going 500 kilometers. <laughs> Got to mix it up. This is from the official NASCAR. It says distance, 400 miles, Sunday, May 17th. Wednesday, May 20th, Cup Series, Darlington, same track, 500 kilometers. And then they roll into uh, to Charlotte on Sunday, May 24th. They ain't playing around, Ken. 600 miles. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of car. Six hundred miles is a lot, man. Bro, that's that race lot. starts at six o'clock on Fox Eastern Sunday night. Six hundred oh, miles. It's gonna be until two in the morning. I was gonna say like till midnight, right? Like eleven, twelve at least. If we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people need programming. If if if, if you're lucky. All right, game time decisions. Of course, you can get us out right here weekdays at 6. And don't forget about my podcast, Marencio Filter, over at Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, SB Nation Radio. Get on the grid. Bring it. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.